Glad you made it today. Turn to your second choice and say, I'm glad you're here too, I guess. <laughs> Amen. Good to see you guys today. Um, hey, let me throw out a couple of different things that are taking place in December slash January. I think that would be very interesting to you guys. Uh, the first one is this, December the 12th. December the 12th, we are having a wild game meal for all of the men folks in the house. Amen? Wild game meal on December the 12th. We're going to do that. There's a lot of information about that. If you go to the website, check that out. We've got a wild hog. We've got deer meat. We've got deer stew. We've got pheasants. Man, you name it. We might even have a squirrel in there somewhere. But we're going to have some wild game meat for all of the men in the house, and that's on December the 12th. Now, that's going to be at the Johnston County Wildlife Center that's right here in Smithfield. I think it's off of Swift Creek Road, somewhere like that. Anyway, there's a lot of information about that. Go online and register for that. There's a 12-acre pond out there. It's going to start at 10 o'clock, and guys, bring your children out. You'll be able to fish for a little while and have a great time, and then after that, we're going to break some bread together, and we're going to have a great time with one another. So, please Please keep that in mind, December the 12th. Here's something else I think that would interest you guys. On December the 10th, December the 10th, right here, we're going to be having a blood drive. How many of you guys give blood? Anybody like to give blood? There you go. December the 10th, right here, we're having a blood drive from 1 o'clock to 6 o'clock. So what I need for you to do is go ahead online. We've got all that information there. Click online. Go ahead and register for that. Register. Let us know who's coming. Let us know what's going on. And if you say, well, Pastor, I can't register. I can't really figure that out. Let us know, and we can get you registered. So again, that's December the 10th, blood drive. December the 12th, that's wild game meal, but here's another one for you. On December the 13th, we're having a baptismal service here. December the 13th. We've already got a few people that's already registered and signed up and said, hey, I want to be baptized. And so we're going to do that on December the 13th right here. We've got some of our students that have registered. Come on, how many of you know it's awesome to see different generations going all in, getting baptized? And so that's going to happen December the 13th. How many of you know it's a busy weekend? Come on, December the 10th, December the 12th, December the 13th. But here's one I think that we've all been waiting for, and that's going to be the second Sunday in January. January the 10th, we're going to carry all of our elementary kids back into the classroom, and all the parents said, Amen. All right, I thought that was kind of going to go a little bit different. But anyway, uh, the January the 10th, we're carrying all of our elementary kids back in class. Right now, we do nursery and preschool, but we're opening back up for elementary. Guys, that's going to be a big day on that day. We're going to have different characters out in the parking lot. We're going to have individually wrapped cupcakes. It's going to be a great day of celebration to have all of our kids going back into kids church. So anyway, just a few announcements there for you guys just to keep in mind as we move forward. Are you guys ready for a word today? Let me tell you something. The quieter you are, the longer I'm going to be today. If you could be a little bit loud, I'll get you out of here by lunchtime. Are you ready for a word? There you go. We're getting better. Amen. We're getting better. So anyway, guys, we are continuing in our series today on honor, and we're spending a few weeks really just kind of looking and talking about what is honor. 
You know, what, what exactly is honor and how if we live our lives by this characteristics that it really has the power to change the world. So let's jump right into it. What is honor? You know, someone asks you, what exactly does it mean to honor someone, to honor something? Well, the word honor simply means to add value to something. To add worth to something, to, to add weight to something, to make it weighty. It's, there's this picture in Scripture when you're talking about honor here and adding weight to something. It's almost like there's this big boulder in the middle of the highway and it's, and it's too important for you to just overlook it. Uh, if you do try to overlook it, then you wind up as a grease spot in the road, amen? But you, you add weight to it, you add uh, respect to it, you honor it. So that's what it means to honor. So with that, what does it mean to dishonor something? What does that mean? To dishonor something, well, it's, it's the, actually the exact opposite, is to take something lightly, to take something that, that could be actually very important and treat it as ordinary or common. That, that's what it means to dishonor. And unfortunately, we are living in a culture, we're living in a time in our land where dishonoring things, dishonoring people is running rampant. Have you noticed that? There's not a lot of honor in the society that we're living in, but yet all throughout the scriptures, we're told to honor and so one of the things that kind of the heartbeat of this message is to call us back to that place of honor. Call us back as a church to a place of honor. Call us back as a society, as a culture to a place of honor. So let's look at what the scripture says. Romans chapter 12 verse 10. It says, be devoted to one another in love, in brotherly love. And then what does it say? Honor one another above yourselves. Come on, honor one another above yourself. So there's that word honor there. Add weight to it. Show respect to it. Honor. So then the question comes in, well, what exactly are we supposed to honor? Well, let me give you just a few things that I think falls into that category. First and foremost would be to honor God. Come on, honor God. Give Him everything you've got. Psalms chapter 29 verse 2 says this, Ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name. The word glory there is the same meaning as honor. It's to add weight to something. So to add weight, show respect, ascribe to the Lord, praise the Lord, and show Him honor. So what do we honor Him with? We honor Him with our life. We honor Him with everything inside of us. Everything we've got, we show honor to God. You don't just honor Him halfway. Come on, you don't just give God half of you. Can you imagine, for those of you that are married, can you imagine giving your sp spouse like half of you? Like, I'm just going to give you half, I'm not going to give you at all. So God says, hey, I want all of you. So we honor Him with our life, we honor Him with our possessions, because everything we've got comes from God. I was talking to a businessman one time, and he said, well, pastor, he said, man, he said, I made my own way. He said, these own hands built what I've got. And I said, well, dude, who gave you your hands? Amen. He said, man, my own brain thought up all of this business, uh, you know, strategies and everything. And I'm like, well, brother, who gave you your brain? Amen. So again, it's about honoring God with your life, honoring God with your possession. So first and foremost, we honor God. Here's another one. We honor others. We honor others. 
Philippians chapter 2 verse 3 and 4 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility. Look at the wording here. Consider others better than yourself. Consider other better than yourselves. How many of you know that's how you build a culture of honor? And unfortunately, the Bible even says that in the last days, one of the things that were going to be prevalent in our world is people were going to be what? Lovers of self. It's all about me, all about I. What can I get? What can, what can you do for me? You do you, boo, I'm going to do me. And, and that's the mentality. But yet God's saying, hey, we need to consider others better than ourselves. Again, that's how we have this culture of honor. Watch what it continues to say. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but to the interest of others. Again, so there's this mentality where it's all about serving other people. It's kind of having that Chick-fil-A mentality. You know, it is my pleasure to serve you. That's Every time you go to Chick-fil-A, what do you get? It's my pleasure to serve you. So it's all about serving one another and loving one another. And so we've got to get this mindset that we're going to honor other people. We're going to treat other people with respect. We're going to honor them. And guys, you're going to hear me say this a lot today. It has to start right here. It has to start in the church. Because if we can get it right here, then it bleeds over into our communities. It bleeds over into our society. But it starts right here in the church. So we honor God. We honor others. Here's another thing we honor. We honor age. Come on. Anybody in the house? We honor age. Now, if you're my age or older, I'm 45 years old. I know I look 20. It's all good. You know, I age well. Amen. But if you're my age or older, then you were brought up to respect your elders. Come on. How many of you remember those days? You respect your elders. You honor age. Honor those who are elderly, those who are older than you. And you say, well, where did that come from? Leviticus. Come on, Leviticus chapter 19, verse 32. What does it say? Stand up in the presence of the elderly. Stand up. So like if you're sitting at, in, in, in a place and, and, and someone comes up to you and it's, and it's one of your elders, that's an elderly person, someone older than you, and they come over and they address you, the last thing you do is look at them talking about, what's up, pops? And then keep on with your, uh, you know, your conversation. I mean, you know, you don't do that. You get up, you stand up, you address that person with honor, you show them respect. Stand up in the presence of the elderly. Show respect for the age. And you're like, well, Pastor Man, that's a Southern thing. No, it's not. It's a, Levit- a Leviticus thing. Amen? So if you're sitting down somewhere and it's a crowded place and there's no seats available and someone older than you comes in, get up. Offer them your seat. Come on, all the old people in the house need to be shouting me down right now. Stand up. Offer them your seat. Let them sit down there. Show respect to the age. Show respect to the elderly. Young people, you need to listen to your elders. Well, they don't even know how to work an iPhone. Yeah, but that's all you know how to do, Bo. Amen? You give the average old person a pocket knife, drop them off in the middle of the woods, and they'll have you a house built and a home-cooked meal waiting on you while you're still talking to Siri, talking about where am I? Come on, somebody. Honor age. Amen? Give God a praise for that one. You got to honor age. But then here's another thing I think we honor. That's authority. Our leaders. We honor 
our leaders. And that's kind of the one I want to cap out with today in honoring our leaders. And so it's, it's kind of like these two questions rolling around. Why is it important that I honor my leaders? And then how do I honor my leaders? So those are the two questions I want to kind of talk about today. So let's start with the why. Why is it so important that we honor our leaders? Well, in doing so, the first thing that happens is we honor God. When you honor your leaders, you're honoring God. Where do I find that at? Romans chapter 13, verse 1 and 2. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. You understand that the leaders in our life, they are in place, not by chance, but God has put them in authority. God has put them as leaders. Here's the second thing that that it talks about here. This one kind of hits you a little bit. Whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so bring judgment on themselves. Come on, how many of you know that's a tough scripture right there? And so if you're like me, you read that and you're like, well, man, surely that's not talking about the bad leaders. Surely that's not talking about the leaders that have different morals than I do or values than I do. Surely that's, that's, that's not talking about the leaders I like. That's, that's, you know, that's, that's that. But listen to me. If you only submit to the authority when you agree with the authority, you never truly submitted. You just got your way. That was a Facebook textable tweetable moment right there. If you only submit to the authority or to the leaders in your life when you agree with them, then you never really submitted to them. You just simply got your way. That's all that happened. And so again, when you think about honoring your leaders, it's honoring them regardless whether I like them or not, regardless whether I agree with them or not. I have to look at the leaders in my life and say they have been put in place by God. And so I'm going to honor the position I thought about the Apostle Paul when he wrote the book of Romans. We talked about this several weeks ago. And Nero was the emperor at that time. And he led a persecution against Christians like you wouldn't believe. I mean, he was really doing some horrendous things to the church. And yet Paul is writing to the Romans and he's encouraging the believers to submit to that leader. To honor that leader. Why? Because when you live a life of honoring the leaders, you influence the world. I mean, think about the world we live in. We are living in a place where everybody's dishonoring the leaders. They're talking about them. They're going on Facebook. They're going on Twitter. They're going on it. And they are ripping them apart. I mean, think about everything that's happening in our world. Think about everything happening in America. And, and, and there's very little honor that's taken place. But when we show honor to our leaders, it reveals something different about us, something different in our hearts, and it's countercultural to what everything else is going on. And it grabs the attention of the people in the world saying, wait a minute, there's something different about you. Why? Because when you honor the leaders, you're honoring God. Here's the second thing that happens. When you honor the leaders, you have the best chance of bringing about change. Come on, how many of you know honor is a game changer? Honor is a game changer. And you bring about change when you talk about honor, when you show honor. Let me tell you, let me kind of give you an example of this. When you look in the Old Testament, there's a book in the Old Testament called Daniel. 
In Daniel, how many of you guys remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? If you've you've been in church, you've read the Bible. Daniel chapter 3 is a great chapter to read. Basically, what happens is Nebuchadnezzar, who is the king, invades Jerusalem and takes several of the Jewish people captive. Takes them back to his hometown. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are part of this group of people. And so he takes them back in. He changes their names. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, as you know, that was not their original names. But this king changes their names. He tries to change their diet. He changes their education. He's changing everything he can to try to indoctrinate these guys into his religion, into his way. And so then he comes up and he sets up this huge golden statue. And he says, anytime you hear music, you need to bow down and worship this statue. Well, this picture in this scripture shows us really two different things. Number one, it shows us when is it okay to go against what the leader is asking you to do? When is it okay to do that? When it's going to cause you to bring shame or dishonor to God. It's okay to say, you know what? Love you, but I'm not going down that road. And so the king brings Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in. And he says, guys, listen, if you don't bow down, we're throwing you in the fiery furnace. And there's a very important principle to learn in Daniel chapter 3, verse 17. Read it in your leisure. But they are sitting there and they address the king with honor. They said this, they said, your majesty... Come on, how many of you know they didn't go home and get on Facebook and say, man, you ain't going to believe what Neb's doing now. Neb's this, Neb's that. No, no, no. They said, your majesty. They're still showing honor to the authority, to the leadership that God has put in place. They're showing honor to it, but they're saying, hey, we need to let you know that we're going to honor God first. We're not going to bow down to your statue. Hey, throw us in the fire. Do what you want to do. Because listen, the God we serve, He can rescue us. He will rescue us. But hey, even if He don't, we need you to know He's still God. And we're going to worship Him. And we're going to honor Him. And so as a result, you guys know the story. They throw Him into the fire. And Nebuchadnezzar looks. He's like, wait a minute, man. We threw three guys in there. There's four in there. And so they bring them out of the fire and watch this, Daniel chapter 3, verse 30. As a result of all of this, the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the promise of Babylon, and he makes this new law that only God is to be worshipped, the one true and living God. Can you imagine that? Because of honor, because of honoring God and honoring the king and the position he has, because of that, the whole law in the land changed as a result of honor. Listen, when we're willing to honor our leaders, there may be temporary pain, but there's going to be a permanent promotion. And it all establishes this thing called honor. So when you're willing to honor the leaders, you honor God. It's the best chance to bring about change. Here's the third thing. You bring peace to your life. You bring peace to your life. Come on, how many of you need a little peace in your life right now? You know, we, we, we need peace. We want peace with the people we live with. Come on, you. How many of you know it is awful not to have peace with whom's cooking you eat? Amen. You got to have peace. You need peace in your heart. You need peace in your life. What's the greatest way to get that? Well, Paul was talking to Timothy, and watch what he says. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, he says, Hey, Timothy, first of all, Look at the wording there. First of all, like this, this is first of all. Here's what you need to do. Pray for all people. Ask God to help them. Intercede on their behalf. Give thanks for them. Pray this way. Who do we pray this way? For the kings and those who are in authority. Pray for your leaders. 
Paul said, hey, this is the first thing you do. You need to pray for those who are in authority. Pray for your leaders. Why? So that we can live peaceful and quiet lives. Here's a thought. What if every time the person who was in leadership above you did something you didn't like, and instead of blasting them out and throwing them under the bus, suppose you just prayed for them? Come on, how you know getting a little tight in here? Turn to your neighbor and say, it's tight, but it's right. Amen. (laughs) What if we just prayed for our leaders? What if we prayed and asked God to, to, to be in their lives and to intercede on their behalf? What if we did that? I believe God says when you're willing to do that, peace comes into your life. You know what the opposite of peace is? Worry, anxiety, stress. And I believe that all of these things lead us down a path of dishonor. That's why Jesus was so clear about getting rid of all of that stuff out of your life. In Luke chapter 12, verse 25 and 26, he says, Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And if worry can't accomplish a little thing like that, what's the use in worrying over the big things? God said, hey man, here's the challenge. Here's the opportunity in front of all of us today. If we're willing to honor our leaders, if we're willing to pray for our leaders then His peace comes into our life. So again, why is it so important we honor our leaders? We honor God. It brings the best chance of change and it brings peace into our life. So now let's shift a little bit. How do we honor the leaders? And really, really who? How and who? Who do, who do we honor and how do we honor? Well, I, you know, I, not an exhaustive list, of course, today, but I've got a few of them because, again, we're honoring our local heroes you know, this is a series where we're honoring local heroes. So, so who are these? There's the civic leaders. The civic leaders. Who, who is that? That's the president, the congressional leaders, the city and town councilmen, the police officers, the fire department, the judges. And this list kind of goes on and on and on. These are our civic leaders. And if you fall in any of those category, that category, man, I just wanted to let you know that we honor you. And we thank you for what you're doing and what you have, have conti- and continue to do. 1 Peter chapter 2, 13 and 15 says, For the Lord's sake, yield to the people who have authority in this world, the king who is the highest authority, and the leaders who are sent by him to punish those who are doing wrong, to praise those who are doing right. So again, it's about honoring those civic leaders. Again, that's the president. That's congressional leaders. That's city, town councilmen, police officers. Come on, somebody. Fire department. Yes. Are you with me today? Are you awake? These are the guys we honor, the men and women, the judges. This list goes on and on and on. And we're honoring them and we're thankful for them. Man, how many of you know our lives could be transformed if we would just show honor? And it's amazing because we see this thing happening in the New Testament church, in Acts chapter 2, when the New Testament church was busting on the scenes and the church was growing by the thousands and people were getting saved and giving their lives to Jesus Christ. And, and the Bible says there was favor in the community because they were honoring the community leaders. Favor in the community because of the honor. So practically, what can I do to honor these leaders? Well, again, the first thing we need to do is pray for them. Pray for them. It's good for them and it's good for you. Amen? Pray for them. When is the last time you saw a a police officer or or a fireman or one of your town councilmen or the mayor or whoever? When's the last time you just went up to them and said, man, I just want to let you know how much I appreciate you. Hey, thank you so much. You got a big weight on your shoulders there. 
And you know what? I could probably mess it up. So I just thank you. God's put you in place. I want to let you know how much I appreciate you. When's the last time you, you bought a, a fireman or a police officer or someone like When's the last time you paid for their meal? You know, when's the last time you just told them how much you appreciate them? You know, ask these guys, hey, is there anything in the community that I can be doing that can make a difference? Anything I can do in the community that can make your job easier? That's something we could do. Encourage them on social media. Come on, can I get a big amen right there? Encourage them on social media. This is huge, guys. So again, there's the, the civic leaders, but then here's the societal leaders. Who are these? These are our employers. Come on, our bosses. Amen? The companies we work for. These are the educational People. These are our teachers, our coaches. This is the medical personnel. So again, these, this group of people right here, again, these are our heroes as well. Come on, they're our heroes. So not only are we honoring the civic, but we're honoring our societal. These are, again, the employers, the teachers, the coaches, the medical staff, all of these individuals, we honor them and we lift them up. You know, you got to be careful about going home and running different people down because you got some little ears in your house that are listening. You got to be careful how you do that. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 5 and 7 in the message translation says this Servants, respectfully obey your earthly masters, but always with an eye on obeying the real master, which is Jesus Christ. Again, it goes back to Daniel. Don't just do what you have to do to get by. But work heartily as Christ's servants doing what God wants you to do. Work with a smile on your face. Always keeping in mind that no matter who happens to be given the orders, you're really serving God. When's the last time you went to work whistling? Come on. When's the last time you went to your boss or, or your company and said, man, I really appreciate you hiring me. Thank you for allowing me to work here. When's the last time you did that? You know, don't sit in your cubicle all day playing chess and solitaire. And, you know, when the boss walks by, you switch your screen. Talking about, man, working hard for you today, buddy. Working hard for the man. No, you're not. Come on, are you with me today? You know, don't, don't just sit there and take, you know, 30-minute smoke breaks every two hours. You know, give them an honest day work. And be thankful that they've gone the extra mile. Be thankful they've seen something in you to hire you. But we got to be careful about running the employers down, running our teachers down. Listen, man, they're doing the best they know how to do right now. Running our medical personnel down. They're doing the best they know how to do right now. You know, I was up there the other day at a doctor getting checked out and everything. And, you know, I've, I'm negative, been negative. I've got, man, I'm tired of them swabbing my nose. Come on, has anybody had to experience that? I'm tired of things sticking that Q-tip in my brain. Amen? But, uh, you know, been negative. And I, you know, finally, and it was aggravating, but I looked at him. I said, you know what? I just want to tell you how much I appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. You're putting your life and your family in danger by being here trying to take care of me. Hey, thank you guys for that. You know, so again, it's, it's all about serving and honoring. Let it be said of the people who are called by the name of the Lord to show forth His praises of Him who has called us out of darkness into His marvelous light by the fact that we live different than everybody else. Remember, it starts right here in the church. And then it boils over into society. So what is a practical way we honor these leaders? Follow their direction with joy. 
Follow direction. Get your homework done on time. Come on, somebody. Amen. Come on. How many of you guys, you know, tell lies on talking about your dog? You ain't even got a dog. Amen. Come on, somebody. Get your homework done on time. Clean and straighten an area in your office. Come on, there's a good one for you. Take on a project that nobody else wants, a project you know that doesn't pay any extra, but you're willing to do it. Go the extra mile. That's how you show honor to these individuals. Buy them some coffee. Tell them how much you appreciate them. Tell them how much you love them. Guys, listen, they're getting uh, plastered everywhere. And so we just want to let them know we love them. And so here's what we've done. Here's what we've done for you. If you're one of these leaders that we've talked about, and again, this encompasses military as well, you know what? We love you and we honor you so much. We've got a challenge coin for you. And they're on one of these two tables right here. And so if you fall into these categories we've been talking about today, I want you to grab one of these on your way out. How many of you know that the military is big on challenge coins? Not only that, but the fire department is big on challenge coins. You give out a challenge coin to somebody that you say, hey, I just want to let you know I appreciate you. I thank you. I'm showing honor to you. And so we've got some challenge coins we want to give out to everybody in the house. Again, if you're military, if you're in that civic, if you're in that societal, you're our local heroes today and we appreciate you. And we're going to be giving these out during this series for a few more weeks. So on your way out today, grab you one of these. Grab you one of these. We made them. We had them made up. And these are nice coins, man. We paid a lot of money for these, so you need to grab one. Amen? So I'm just telling you, these are nice coins, but this is how much we appreciate you. This is how much we honor you. So again, this is how we honor these individuals in our life, these leaders, these civic leaders, these societal leaders. But then we kind of move on from there. What about the family? I mean, you know, we got to honor the family, and we're going to talk a lot about this next week. So do me a favor, go out, invite someone, encourage someone, bring them in the house. We're going to talk about how to honor family next week. But if every single person would see the family as a covering, come on, see your family as a covering and place ourselves willingly up under that authority and show honor to the parents, show honor to your grandparents, honor your aunts and your uncles and your brothers and your sisters, honor your spouse in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. Honor your spouse. We got four kids and every once in a while, man, I've got to step in and I'm like, hold Junior, wait a minute, buddy. Wait a minute. That, that, hey, that, that's your mama, but that's my wife. Amen. Come on, somebody. That, that's my wife. And I just need you to know that you are secondary to the most important relationship in this home because you're going to leave, but mama's going to stay. Amen. Come on, somebody. You just got to let them know every once in a while. But let's change the tone of our homes and show some honor. Like that three-year-old falling out, kicking and screaming in the middle of Walmart because you didn't get him a chocolate bar. Come on, how many of you know if you walk away from them, they get up real quick? Come on, amen, somebody. But anyway, honor your family, man. We'll talk about that next week. Come on back next week. We'll go from there. But then here's another group of people I think we need to show honor to as far as leaders, and that's our church leaders. That's our church leaders. Uh, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 17 says, Be responsive to your pastoral leaders. Listen to their counsel. They are alert to the condition of your lives and they work under the strict supervision of God. Contribute to the joy of their relationship, not its drudgery. Why would you want to make things harder for them? 
Listen, the Bible talks about honoring those who work hard among you for the Lord. You honor them. That's the pastor. That's the leadership of this church. And guys, I got to be honest with you. We have an amazing leadership team at this church and they work hard. They serve on a constant basis. Most of them do it for nothing at all. And what little bit they do get is not much of anything. But they're doing it because they've got a heart for you. They've got a heart for your families. And guys, we're called to honor them. We're called to pray for them. Listen, if you've got nobody else to pray for, pray for me. On a daily basis, pray for me. I'm not looking for you to call me some highfalutin name, but I am looking for you to honor the position. The position of the pastor. The scripture says, is give double honor to those who spend time in the Word preparing messages. So how can we honor our church leaders? How can we honor the pastor? Be cooperative. Get on board with the vision. Jump in and help serve. Be a producer, not a consumer. Come on, somebody. You know, help serve. Help give. Help be a part of all this. So again, we're called to honor those in leadership. Now let me just end with this scripture right here in Psalms. Psalms chapter 84, verse 11 and 12. For the Lord God is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord, watch this promise, will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. O Lord of heaven's armies, what joy for those who trust in you. I promise you that in the days of head, if we would be willing to just show honor, if we would be willing to live a life of honor, then God would honor us. God would pour out His Spirit and His blessings and peace on us. You know, Mark Twain said this one time, he said, do the right thing. Come on, look at what I say, do the right thing. Do the right thing. It will gratify some people, but it will astonish the rest. Just do the right thing. Show honor. Honor those who are in authority, the leaders. Honor our heroes. Let them know how much you appreciate them. You know, honor God. Honor others. Honor the age. Amen. Honor age. And it's just about this, this culture of honor that I believe that somewhere along the line, America has lost that. Come on, America has lost that. And we need to get it back. How does it start? It starts right here in the church. It starts with us first as individuals, as God's people. Hey, let it be said of us. The ones that have been called out of darkness into His marvelous light. Let it be said of us that we live differently than everybody else. So that we can change the culture. We could change the laws in the land. We could change our world. By just simply living a life of honor. Come on, stand with me all over the house. Father, I just thank you today for the privilege of being here. Having been here in a couple weeks, God, and Lord, I've missed this place. I've missed being up here. I've missed being in your presence. And Lord, I, I have been in your presence, but God, there's something different about coming into the house. That's why the Word says, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. We, we draw strength from one another. And God, I thank You for moments like this to be able to call out to You. And Father, my prayer is that 
you would help us. Help us to show honor. Help us to show respect. God, Lord, I know I messed this thing up sometimes, but God, forgive us. Forgive me. And Lord, help us to to change the culture by simply honoring you first and honoring these heroes. God, we thank you for moments like this. Father, I pray blessings on those who are in the house today. Those who've come in and, Lord, maybe there's that spirit of heaviness. Maybe there's something they're going through, something they're battling with. Maybe there's a family member, someone that's sick, someone maybe that's, that's kind of taking a wrong turn. Whatever that situation may be, God, I pray blessings on them today. And I pray that you would pour your spirit out on them and be with them. And, Father, help us to receive from you in Jesus' name. Come on, church. Everybody said amen. Come on, give God a big hand clap of praise all over the house today.